From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 549. Today's show is brought to you by Enigma Stationery and Micro.blog. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Shh, be quiet. I think someone's spying on us. There has been a crime committed. <laughs> there has been a crime committed. I mean, it feels kind of appropriate, I guess. The yes. spying, the spying does feel mm-hmm. appropriate. But something's going on, Mike. Someone is, someone is, Someone's has bugged listening. the mics. Yes. So we spent a ton of time talking about the Montegrappa 007 Spy Master duo on the last episode. Uh, <laughs> Andrew and Sanjin wrote in via our wonderful feedback form, which you can get in the show notes. So go to penaddictfeedback.com. Mm-hmm. You can write us in your thoughts, questions, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Plus the litany of direct uh, emails and messages I got mm-hmm. as, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that now, halfway down the page, next to the imagery of the bullets being refilled with ink, there is a quote that says, the greatest product ever made, the pen addict. <laughs> now, I have a selection of problems here. Would you like me to start at the top? <laughs> yeah. One, I said this. Now, yeah, yeah. I Give know the man that, credit. I know that technically this is the pen addict. I know mm-hmm, how that mm-hmm, works, right? Mm-hmm. But... We also know that by saying the pen addict and not the pen addict <laughs> podcast, they're trying to make it sound like you said it, right? <laughs> yep, Which is yep. funny. Right, so so we, like, need a, we need a Mike Hurley, comma, the pen, the pen addict. addict. However, I don't have one of these. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I've put it out there to Montegrappa. Now, I know Montegrappa's listening now, or at least somebody is. I am willing to be the ambassador for this product, right? Sure. Like, sure. I'm all We have in. the right person. Uh-huh. I'm mm. all in. I'm British. I wear a tuxedo pretty good. You know, like, I'm all in on this. We could do a whole thing. Whole thing. Mm-hmm. But you didn't send me one. <laughs> 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 but you quoted me. Now, mm. I will not ask you to rescind the quote. I think, because the, the quote, I stand by it. I think this is the greatest mm. product ever made. However, I would also wouldn't mind the ability to put that to the test. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a proper going over. Um, well, I will say bravo, Montegrappa. Well played. The checkmate, I should say. Checkmate, Montegrappa. Uh-huh. The astonishing thing was the pace at which this yeah. was added to the site. I think it was the same day. It was no later than the next day that yep. the messages started to come in. Yep. And how people even discovered this, you know, just from from the link of us discussing it, and someone had to listen. Like, obviously, like, I, I've I've... I've let people know that, you know, in the U.S., you know, Montegrappa is distributed by Kenro Industries, and I'm very friendly with the team at Kenro. This is not a Kenro-run website, <clears throat> but maybe they listened and had someone on the Montegrappa side <laughs> add this in. Yeah. And it's perfect from a marketing perspective because now we're talking about it again, right? Yeah. Well played, <laughs> Montegrappa. <laughs> well and played because I 100% it's, it's said those words. That is a direct quote from me. It is However. a direct <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but everything that comes after the but, right? Or everything before the but. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like on the product page, it certainly makes it seem like I used one. You know what I mean? <laughs> it does. It does. So, um, Hey, this so, is how you do it. No shade here. Like this yeah. is what this is the job. This is what you do, right? This was perfect in every which way. Uh-huh. Um, 
minus the uh, we're we're gonna keep leaning on this uh, this acquisition phase uh, that we're now into <laughs> for the greatest pet product ever made, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think we gotta lean into it fully. I mean, like, how much is a marketing budget? You know what I mean? Five thousand right, right. euro, right? You send mm-hmm, one to mm-hmm. me. And then I'll talk about it again. You know, you know, how many more times do you want it, Montegrappa? I think we've well covered the price by now, (laughs) giving giving the 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 size of our podcast. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we have well covered the time um, time versus uh, expense marketing budget for this, um, which is is hilarious. So, so to put in another sports analogy, the ball is back in your court, Montegrappa. That's right. That's right. Let's see what we can do. We can well played. We can. We can escalate this greatly, <laughs> and, and we're we're fair game. Let's just say we're hey we're, we're we can we can be bought to a degree. <laughs> <laughs> and quite frankly, Camera Industries, who rep Monte Grappa, have done that. They've sponsored the show in the past. Like, well, I'm sure. Hopefully, we'll continue I mean, to in the future. You know, like yeah, they know how this works. I mean, they've sponsored our live shows before. Yep. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're good. So all right. We'll see. I, I just uh, also I would like to state for the record, which I, I have not mentioned to you, I've I've had zero contact with anybody on anything having to do with this whatsoever. No, I, I have no I have no information. I yeah. have absolutely zero involvement and no. I haven't even gotten like a little winky text from my friends. Like, like I I have nothing. So, and I'm not going to ask. Like, I'm not going. To, I'm not going around. Who did this? Who did this? Mm-hmm. Um, I, we'll just we'll just let it play out. Uh, we'll let it play out naturally. So uh, this is this yeah. is a spy thriller that we're operating <laughs> in real time, week to week. It's a spy thriller. I love it. I love it. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll continue uh, down this path. Hopefully. But uh, again, it was just it wasn't the fact that it existed. It was the fact that the the pace of <laughs> of acknowledgement just is is still just kind of breaking my brain a little bit. Yeah, very funny. All right, moving on on the on the breaking your brain aspect of the show, um, retractable fountain pens always kind of break a lot of people's brains. Like, how should this work? How does this happen? We've talked obviously endlessly in throughout the history of the show about the pilot vanishing point. Is that a pun? Uh, I I probably I'm going to go with no because okay. I don't even know what you're talking about. You said we <laughs> talked endlessly. Oh no! That was a really good job by me. Normally, yeah. I'm uh, better at that, but maybe it's because uh, the uh, the the notes uh, had just kind of you know uh, been running through my head so much it just came out. So we're going to be talking about the endless creator pen, um, which is a new launch pen coming uh, here in the next week or so, mm. and it's a it's a again a retractable fountain pen on the long the lines of the pilot vanishing point. So I'm obviously a huge fan of this style of pen. I'm a huge vanishing point fan. When the Platinum Curidos came out, are we on three years now? Or are we at two years? I can't remember. It was pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. So three years, um, the P- Platinum Curidos came out. Um, I was, you know, very ecstatic to see something like that, you know, hit the market. Because th- this is a... An area that that pilot has, you know, ninety nine percent market share up until up until you know the last few years, right? No one has been able to do anything as well. I mean, you have the Lamy dialogue, okay? So maybe ninety five percent market share for a retractable nib fountain pen. So the Curidos came along, and I and I loved it. It has its problems, right? But it was trying to hit a price point like this sub one hundred dollar price point for a retractable fountain pens with a steel nib. 
So the Curidas, we haven't heard anything in literal years, right? So like this is one of those drums I keep banging. Give me Curidas V2. And maybe I'm not going to get that. But until then, we at least have someone else trying. And that's uh, Endless, who a lot of people know from their notebooks, right? So they made... They came along a few years ago, made some really nice notebooks, still make some really nice notebooks, um, a lot of fountain pen friendly paper. Um, you know, they were all in on the Tomoe River when, you know, you could get Tomoe River accessible. They have a new in-house paper that they've made called Regalia Paper that we'll be doing some reviews of. That's a very fountain pen friendly paper in their notebook. So a lot of good stationary products that they're making just in general like I don't and know this brand like have we spent much only, time talking about them before no they've only been around maybe three to five years okay. at the most and it literally started with just hey here's a new a5 notebook right so that I has been like yeah <laughs> <laughs> well w- well when you start and that your product line is singular right it can it can come and go in your brain like really quickly right yeah. hey you make a great product yeah but when the extent of the product lineup is singular, you don't hear a lot about the brand necessarily. Sure. But to their credit, they didn't stop, right? They just kept going, hey, new formats, hey, new styles, hey, new paper types, hey, here's some uh, notebook covers and a soft cover notebook system. And, you know, like the Travelers or, you know, Rotofot and Tosh and McGlider type of, you know, here's the inserts and the notebook covers type of system. And now we have a pen. So, You'll have to go click, click the link in the show notes, and this goes to an Instagram page, uh, Endless's um, Instagram page, and it's of this retractable pen, and and kind of like the the spy pen landing in my emails. You can imagine, like I got a lot of links to this, which I love. I appreciate it. Everyone keeps sending the links. So what we have here is a plastic barrel, steel tip, retractable fountain pen in. I'm not going to say in the style of vanishing point, that's, that's unfair to like this pen, but when you're making, you're designing a retractable fountain pen, there's kind of only one route you can take, right? It's kind of going to look like a, a vanishing point, even though this one doesn't aesthetically look like a vanishing point to me. I'm not saying that it's $50 ish. So they, they say approximately $50 US MSRP and like, I'm here for it, right? Like, I don't know if it's going to be good, bad, or indifferent, but I want it to exist, right? Like, this is my initial thoughts without having tested this is I, I want this to exist and I want it to succeed just like I wanted the Curidos to succeed. Um, did the Curidos succeed? I'd say right now it did not, right? Yeah. Because they have, was, it stopped. It? it like, yeah. it's just kind of fallen flat and, and it just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. If they keep going, I want them to see it. Yeah. Um, so this is even less costly than it's about half the price of the Curidos. So um, obviously my full commentary is held until I get it in hand, see how it feels, see how it works at this price point. I'm mostly curious about the mechanism on the inside and how well it stands up to the idea of what this pen should be right. Retractable fountain pen is defined by its mechanism in, in my mind, right? Because you're already limiting the market by the design, right? So like when you and I talk about the vanishing point, I like the vanishing point because I can deal with the clip in between my fingers. You and a lot of other people can't deal with the vanishing point because the clip gets in the way of your standard grip. And this is essentially has the clip in the area where you're going to be gripping it. Yeah, so I it's I don't know why they put a clip on this pen. I, I don't understand why they put a clip on this pen. 
I mean, it's 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 aesthetically pleasing. I don't dislike it from an aesthetic standpoint. Yeah. Is it a requirement? I would rather have it with a clip because you're telling people by the retractable nature of this pen, it should be carried, right? And a lot of people who would carry this pen would prefer it to have a clip. Would be That's my take on why do you design this with a clip or without. It's because what you're telling people how to use this pen is it's portable, right? It's not, it shouldn't necessarily just live on your desk, right? And Uh if it's going to be portable, I probably am going to put a clip on it. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, that's just my idea. Who knows? Who knows? I'm really intrigued by this because I can't see how it's going to work. You know what I mean? Like I just, that's so cheap. That we it's going to be a how win. complicated this is. Uh, it's made of ABS plastic, which is fascinating to me. Um, mm-hmm. That's so. That's just for people who don't know. That's like essentially like Lamy Safari's pens are ABS plastic. It's like yeah. a hard. It's a hard plastic. And yeah, I just this seems like such a complicated challenge that large companies with lots of experience struggle. Is this their first pen? It seems like it, right? It seems like it. I can't validate that. I don't, I don't know for a fact just because I haven't looked. It's, it seems like it. Yeah, they're, they're on yeah. their shop, on their store, they don't have another pen. They don't, okay. They don't have another okay. pen that they sell. Um, I mean, I'm fascinated to see. And if they if they pull it off, like, and mm-hmm. that mechanism works mm-hmm. and it's reliable, mm-hmm. they could be a force to reckon with later on down the line, I feel like. Like, if you can make that work, mm-hmm. make a lot of stuff work. Yeah, so there's a different Instagram post with a little video. Um, it doesn't really show much more. Um, you know, just it's just a little bit flashy, you know, um, flashy video for uh-huh. it. But um, you can see a little bit more of it just, you know, between all the, the, the marketing words and things like that. But I, I think just in general, like the design, I, I have a huge question mark about the step down and its location. Um, it's pretty high up in the barrel. Like it's going to like get in, like you're already dealing with a clip in the grip section Uh and have this weird step down. Like I'm almost certain that's probably due to the internals of the product that you require this. So Uh I'm more interested in breaking down this pen than, than most pens. Right. I want to, I want to see the inside of this pen and see what we're doing here and see how this is going to work. So mm-hmm. I I think it's good. And like you said, if this works at the price point, yeah, they, they probably have something on their hands. It, it's it's certainly, certainly at the top of my my interest list, right? Because this is like everything that I like in pens. You know, it's it's got that retractable, cool nature. It, it's a neat design. Um, the price is fair, like more than fair. Like the price is like crazy. Like that's so, uh, yeah, this one, this is one of those is like, okay, good job on the marketing. Now, now it's, it's, it's time to find out, uh, how they really work. And, um, you know, there are other retractable pens on the market, like the Mahjong A1 comes up a bunch and like, I don't talk about that one very much because it's, I don't mind like the idea of this pen. And if you want this pen, that's great. But when you have such little inspiration in your design that you have to essentially copy the the visuals of the pilot vanishing point, that makes me less interested in your product. Like these are direct 
uh, directly inspired, and I say that very loosely, <laughs> um, by the pilot vanishing point. I mean, they're virtually identical. And like, yeah, I, I just mean, don't have see. a place on my desk for that. Like, it's fine. Like, if you want the pen yeah. and it's a $40 retractable steel nib fountain pen and you, you like that, cool. Like, I have no problem with anyone buying these pens. I'm just, I have no desire to talk about this pen because it's completely uninspired, yep. right? Where I'm at least getting something from Endless here saying, hey, here's our take on this. Not like, hey, we made a Vanishing Point knockoff, right? Which they're not saying, but Mahjong is. So, um, yeah. So pre-orders for this Endless uh, come up pretty soon, February 6th. So next week, um, they'll start taking orders for it. I will, this might be the my uh, first actual purchase of a pen this year so i'm uh mm. i'm ready to uh i this is one of those pens that will like literally everyone will review right in in the market just because price the price point and yep. the uniqueness of it and yep. i believe me i i want this to succeed like i want it to be good yep. just like i wanted the curados to be good because i was already thinking when the curados launched what i want to see next i was like hey great start figure out the problems take the feedback build version two and then, you know, hopefully version two goes well and then build me some special editions and like, you know, like, let's lean into this and hopefully this is a success and turns out probably not. So hopefully this endless creator pin. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully the creator pin no, works, works well for endless. Like I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. What do you think of that name, by the way? It's like an interesting place to come at it, right? Yeah. It doesn't add up to fountain pen, retractable fountain pen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like when I saw that, like it could have been like a mechanical pencil. That's a mechanical yeah. pencil name, right? The the creator and and the the design of it. But I don't know. We'll we'll see what the marketing is. I mean, I don't I don't love the name, but the name it's, is a uh, name, right? Like what name is a name? I just thought it was yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, but now I have to keep calling it the creator pen, and I always feel like if you make a product name that requires an explanation after I say the product name. Um, then, then I think you, you might want to rethink that, but no, nah, it's fine. Like, I mean, there's probably a lot of products like it's that. If I think about it, sound to cure us in my brain, which messes me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So could be, so I don't know. It's, I mean, it names a name. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't, I don't, Naming I, is I incredibly hard. It. I'm not throwing shade at the oh, name. No, no, just, no, no. It's just like an interesting choice. Um, yeah. When I first saw it, I really, I thought, what am I missing about this? I was like, where's the app? You know, it's <laughs> all I could exactly. think about. <laughs> yes. And then once I got over that part and I was like, fine, it's just the creator pin. But I literally thought, okay, where's the app for this? Because yeah. that's, that's kind of how you've gone with the naming here, but whatever. It's, it's fine. Now I'm, I'm already like beyond that point, but I, I get that because I had those same thoughts. All right, this episode is brought to you in part by our friends over at Enigma Stationery, a family-owned and operated business that offers unique items made from in-house designs along with collaborations and products of top brands. They also have a new exclusive pen released this week, Brilliant Bunny. Brilliant Bunny is a celebration of the Lunar New Year and the Year of the Rabbit. It features a bright red blank filled with teal, blue, and purple sparkles and the gold accent on the outside of the pen are complemented by navelers is that how you say that brad yes that is how we're gonna say it and i think that's how everyone's saying it uh even though there is an icelandic pronunciation that none of us can say so yes awesome. we're gonna go with navelur navelur's 14 karat gold nib in medium point i believe brad that you have one of these 
I have it right here in in hand. So I want to talk about this pen, but first I want to talk about just Enigma as a whole, as a company. They're reasonably new. And I got to meet the the whole Enigma crew um, at the San Francisco Pen Show. And they are one of the companies that is like bringing fun into stationery. Mm-hmm. And and like that's the way I've said it. I've said it. And I, I've talked to to Dan, one of the one of the uh the owners of the company, and they have such a joy to talk to and the positivity that they bring around, you know, having fun stationery and cool items and just really like leaning into those aspects of this hobby. Like I couldn't be more excited when Dan told me that they were sponsoring uh, the podcast just because I I love them as a brand. You know, they've, I got to know them by making uh, acrylics for different pins and different pin models and seeing all these fun acrylics that they were doing. And then they come up with something like this, like the brilliant bunny. So let me tell you. So the, the Nautilus is one of the classic Novelure shapes, right? It's the large uh, piston-filling fountain pen. It's the one with the porthole design on it. And you've seen Novelure do different acrylics, do different ebonites. And this is a blank made by Enigma. And you know I love red pens, Mike. Yeah, I'm one of those people who, like, red is a very underrepresented color, in pens and you know that when i come across a good red barrel pen like i really tend to fall kind of head over heels for them and what they've done with this pen and this material is they have these sparkles in here so they're teal blue and purple and it's it's i'm having hard time describing it because when you look at it at one angle you see it's loaded up like a galaxy full of sparkles yeah but then you hold it at a different angle and it looks like a solid red pen. Like you really have to hit the angles right, which I think is cool. Like, so when I'm writing with it, right? So it's literally here in my hand right now. At the writing angle that I have on the page, it's like, oh, this is a cool red pen. It's got this great gold trim. You know, it's it's wonderfully designed and made. Oh, there's no war pens. <laughs> I remember now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're just getting on that now? I just remembered. Yes, I remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. So... No, well, they have really ramped it up, which I'm going to talk about that in a second. But yeah. the material here, um, like I write with it and then I look at it and it's like, oh, look how cool this stuff is. So it's the the shimmer is it's on one hand, it's subtle at the angle, like at uh-huh. your writing angle. And it looks like just this really killer red material. And then you look at it closer and it's like, oh, yeah, look at those sparkles. And the sparkles are cool. They're they're very thin and like small, little, um, small weight, little, little sparkles. So it's all throughout the barrel uh, from the from the tip to the end. And it works out great. So the pen, Narwhal, a.k.a. Novelur, Mike. Well, Novelur, um, a.k.a. Novel. I guess yes, so, right? true. I guess I just yeah. said that backwards. Because they, they so had they, the whole thing where they did the renaming. I remember yes. that now. Yeah. yeah. So they just came out with their 14K gold nibs. So this Beautiful. is a, a newish nib for them. Um, I just saw on their Instagram, like yeah. only like a week or two ago, that they were starting to make 14K nibs. So they make their nibs in-house. I've always used their steel nibs in the past. And in the past they have always had like this really broad tipping on their pens, even for like a fine nib, it would be a broad tipping. They have kind of reeled that in a little bit to where they're now like size accurate from what you would expect. Like I would always expect with my old versions of Novelure pens, if I got a fine nib, it's going to write like a medium. If I got a medium nib, it's going to write like a broad. Now they have it dialed in to where it writes exactly as a medium as I would expect, like a Western medium. 
uh, nib and the 14 karat gold nib is it's soft it feels great so it's been perfect right out of the box so i've only been writing with this for like a couple of days now but it's staying right here on my desk i have it inked up with uh with a bright blue ink and um it, it's fantastic so i just really appreciate the support of companies like enigma mm -hmm. they're a small family company right and they believe in this this whole stationary craze that we're part of right and they believe in making fun things and cool things and this brilliant bunny fountain pen is an example of their creativeness their fun their joy and i i just really really appreciate them uh supporting our show and i hope uh yeah. i hope everyone likes to go support uh cool companies like this yeah i've met dan before a few times too he listens to a bunch of our tech shows too Yep. And so like he, long before mm -hmm. yeah, long before Enigma, uh Dan was uh Dan was a fan. Dan was a fan of the network and uh and now they have this company and uh it's it's pretty great. Yeah, so like obviously we're talking about the pen and I like what they're doing where they they do some product curation so you can buy stuff from them. The previously mm -hmm. mentioned Endless Observer is on their website. Like they do some exactly. curation and sell products. But then they also make their own blanks. Right, which is awesome. But then they also do collaborations too. Like I think I know of one, another one they got coming up soon, which I'm excited about. Uh, nice. But yeah, so they're doing some great stuff over there. You should go check it out for yourself right now. So there are just 50 of these, the brilliant money. <laughs> yeah. So they're not going to be made again. So if you like the look of this, do not delay. Go to enigmastationery.com slash penaddict. And if you use the code penaddict to check out, you'll receive free shipping on all orders of over $40 or more, along with a free gift as well. What a fantastic thing for Penaddict listeners. So that's enigmastationary.com slash penaddict to check out the stunning Brilliant Bunny and use the code penaddict, all one word at checkout, to receive free shipping on all orders of a $40 plus a free gift. Our thanks to Enigma Stationery for their support of this show and Relay FM. Choose only one, Brad. Uh, yeah, topic Brad, of choose the only week. one. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. We're oh, going to do this. All right, so there was, uh, along with the, the Spymaster update in our emails, there was a very popular uh, social media thread where, uh, I don't even know who this person is, they put out a, uh, a tweet with seven pens, and the tweet says, okay, you can only write with one type of pen for the rest of your life. Which one are you picking? Um, and it's a, it does had one caveat ignoring the ink color. So we'll have a link in the show notes. So you can go look at the picture, but I can describe all these pens. If you've listened to this show, you, you probably know what all these pens are. So number one is the Uniball Vision. Um, in, in your area, Mike, it's known as the Uniball Eye. Mm -hmm. So it's a traditional rollerball uh, Uniball pen that's been around for probably 10 to 20 years. So these are all mostly classic pens. There is one reasonably modern addition to this list, um, which we'll get to in a minute. So that's number one is the Uniball Vision. Number two is the Pilot Precise V5. So that's the needlepoint rollerball. Again, a pen that's been around for 40 years in some form. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a classic, classic pen. So that's, that's, this is what you're going to be dealing with here. So these are store shelf classics. The newest pen on here is the Sharpie S gel, which has become a popular like pilot G2 competitor on the shelves. It's a pretty nice pen. Like it's a good solid gel ink pen. So that's number three. Number four is the Uniball Vision Elite. So take your 
spot number one, which is the Uniball Vision, and make it better. That's what the Elite is. I think it writes better. It's got better ink. It's got a nicer barrel, but it's at a little bit of a premium price compared to the Vision. Like, for example, the Uniball, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, um, the Uniball Vision, number one on this list, is far and away my least favorite pen of this list. It's a terrible pen. Number four, on the other hand, <laughs> is actually a very good pen, despite sharing the same name. Um, it's just completely different. So number five is your classic Pilot G2. So, um, yeah, there's really not much more to say about that. The literally the most popular pen in the world, a uh, popular gel ink pen, number one selling gel ink pen. Number six. Do you know what number six is, Mike? Paper mate. Paper mate flare. Yeah. Yep. So I wasn't sure. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's a classic, right? Again, yep. 30, 40 years in existence, the style, the exterior like style has not changed. Tip kind yeah. of pen, it's right? a plastic tip yep. pen. Yep. Um, they used to be really soft and more felty like, and now they're they've obviously improved oh, okay. a little bit on That's the tip probably technology what I a little bit it to feel like yeah. I, I haven't used them in a like long they time. would last about a day, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you took mm -hmm. one into class and took notes, you would want a fresh one tomorrow because now your line's completely different. So they had to manage that. And then number seven is maybe the oldest pin design on here, the Bic Crystal, the classic, you know, museum piece Bic Crystal. So, you know, it's everyone knows what the Bit Crystal is. So those are your seven choices. And this is a good kind of cross section of if you just went down to the store, you know, a stationary store, a convenience store, a grocery store, the you're going to find most of these on the shelf. Which mm -hmm. one are you going to pick? Mm -hmm. So it's not just which one are you going to pick today, Mike? Yes. You only get one of these for the rest of your life. Exactly. Can you pick one? So here's the thing, right? If you're saying to me, just go pick one of these, right? You should mm -hmm. say, pick one mm -hmm. of these. I'm going to go number five, Pilot G2. That's what I'm going to okay. go with. But if you're telling me, pick one for the rest of your life, yeah, I'm going Pilot V5, the precision. <laughs> I can't believe you picked that. Why? Because that's what I'm picking too. It's the most fun <laughs> of all of them. That's why I picked it. If I'm only going to use one of these pens for uh -huh. the rest of my life, I want uh -huh. the one that is the most fun to use, and that's the one. So there is a key aspect of pen addictness to picking number two, is that in this picture, it is specifically the V5 model, which is the finer tip uh, of the two. The other mm -hmm. one, Mike, is the V7. It's yep. a wider tip of the two. This one is very specifically the V5. That is the one I too would choose to use if I could only have one of these for the rest of my life. It's a great, it's a great dark ink. It's a great needle tip. Um, even though it's rollerball ink, which out of this whole list is probably my, my least favorite ink, this one manages the ink very, very well for a rollerball where mm -hmm. number one, the Uniball Vision is really... It, poor at managing the ink it, it basically floods the page um the precise v5 manages it uh very well so yeah and and really there was only two choices here for me it was either going to be that or it was going to be the bic um i think that's probably my second mm. choice just because i can use it anywhere anytime it's yeah it's it's just gonna work and it's yeah. gonna be nice i will enjoy using the v5 more than the bic um after that, like if I was going to 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 piggyback off of what you said, if I walked into the store shelf today and had these seven pins uh, just to pick to use today, I'm going to grab the Vision Elite because and that that's number four in this list. That's the one 
I, that's just a cool pen. It's really nice. This is this was um, famous in in our world. This was uh, Barack Obama's favorite pen at the time. I don't know if you'll remember us discussing that. Yes, I do. Um, but it's just a it's one of the best like off the shelf pens that's kind of different from everything else. And uh, yeah, these are these are all really good choices except number one. Number one can just go in the garbage. I hate that pen. It's yeah, <laughs> I have a, pen uh, yeah. I it's, have it's used that pen. pen. I spent a lot mm-hmm. of time with that pen um, mm-hmm. and liked it at the time. But now it's, it's very popular. Me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would take the V five over that and the Vision Elite over that every day. So yeah, putting um, a cap I, on a pen like that is wild. Yeah, wild yeah. to me to put a cap on it. <laughs> it's just like why? Yeah. It should be retractable. <laughs> Yeah, do they make a retractable version? No, Pilot no, makes some retractable. Pilot makes some retractable versions of the V5, but I don't think they make a. Yeah, they did. They did a Uni Vision, Uni Uniball Vision, or I think they did an RT model of it. I do think they have one um, that I did enjoy a little bit better, but they they, they never really took off, right? Like it's, just looking at this image makes me think that Pilot too often put caps on their pens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it that way. I mean, it's hard to say that when you're looking at the G2 and it's a retract. It's the most popular retractable pen on the market. Well, that's what I'm saying. That that's what I'm what I'm thinking. This the G2. Oh, you're saying do you're saying do that more? Yeah, gotcha, less gotcha. caps, more clicks. Well, they they. <laughs> that's like my that. that's my campaign slogan. Yeah, less caps, more clicks. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Um, well, I mean, that's what they, the, the V series has a very popular click pen. It's not yeah. as popular as the precise, but they yeah. have the V5, the V5 RTs that are great. So those are still popular. So anyway, this thread blew up. I think the, like a lot of my friends, like, uh, Andy Welfley, um, was, was really, um, hitting hard for the Bit Crystal. And I appreciate that my friends are really down with the Bit Crystal because I think it's one of the great pins, but mm-hmm. I would still, I would still like you. I can't Boy. believe we picked the same thing, the V5. That's the thing. This is the, this really changes because it's the rest of your life. Yeah. For like, that's where this, this question takes a turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sit here and stare at this and like, it's really hard to beat a fresh, uh, um, Papermate flare right out the box, like a black ink papermate flare right out the box. Those are killer, but they last. They don't. Do they just don't last? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like you. I mean. I mean. I get an unlimited amount of them, so I could use one a day, I guess, for the rest of my life. But I still wouldn't pick it. Yep. So. Anyway, uh, <laughs> these pen things tend what every I don't know twice a year we get just these hugely viral uh, pen topics, and it's it's so amazing that people go oh. People like pens. <laughs> Continuing to see this being like knee deep into this for decades, people are still just like astonished that there's pen people out there that might have an opinion on uh their what their favorite pen is. So it's it's pretty funny. So all right, let me get our shout out of the week, Mike. Uh, right. This week, this is a newer uh, blog, and it's called Analog Office. And if you follow me and you know you're a Panatic member, you'll notice that I've linked to a bunch of their posts and uh, shared the links to their articles on um, Missville on Sundays because uh, Anna, who writes uh, Analog Office, always has some really cool ideas about using stuff. So, like you know, using index cards for systems. And, you know, the most recent post is making pre-printed 
postcards, you know, waiting for you to go out and like design your own postcard and, you know, just organizing files and just there's an all kinds of different stationary slash analog tool content on analogoffice.net and y'all should go check it out. If you aren't already following this, this blog from the things that I've sent out, definitely go, uh, go give them a follow. And, uh, you know, they might, uh, they might also share a lot of this on a, uh, a certain sponsor site of ours, which you may not even know that Mike. Let me talk. Should we talk about that sponsor? We should talk about it. We should talk about it. I want to thank our friends over at micro.blog for their support of this episode of The Pen Addict. If you are a pen addict who wants to share your love of pens, ink, and stationery, go over to micro.blog where you'll find Kindred Spirits. Micro.blog is an easy-to-use personal blogging platform where you can write short or long blog posts, share videos, photos, or even host a podcast of your own. But more than a place to just post your stuff, it's also a friendly community of people with a wide range of interests who share and comment via Micro.blog's social timeline, backed by strong community guidelines that are enforced. Micro.blog is different. There are no ads and no behind-the-scenes algorithm choosing which posts appear in your timeline. If you've always wanted to share your love of pens but have felt lost or discouraged by larger social media sites, go to micro.blog and meet uh, fellow enthusiasts and the rest of a community who share interesting things that they love. Micro.blog hosting starts at just $5 per month, and you can use your own domain name. You can even cross-post to other services like Tumblr, Mastodon, and Twitter. You can also follow and be followed by Mastodon users directly, with conversations threading across both micro.blog and mastodon brad what were you going to say about uh microblog so i i found analog office i'm almost certain from like a blotter like a desk like the desk rocker blotters you know the traditional like ink blotters you find on desks that and there was a post on analog office i found that um and shared either you know on on in refill or, or something that i wrote and shared this post and i started following the blog and then I happened to notice on Analog Office, I was like, hey, this this Anna Havron on 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 micro.blog sure does seem to talk about like analog tools a lot. Then I realized it's the same. That <laughs> they're the ones writing analog office and analog offices on uh is on micro.blog. So yeah, it's a, it was a really cool like, oh, like I found this blog and then oh look, like the cool person that writes this blog is right here in my timeline. And uh it's been nice to um talk with them on occasion and and see all the cool stuff they're up to. So yeah, micro.blog is just comfortable. <laughs> I like it yep. so much. I yep. enjoy being there. It's cozy. It's comfortable. Low friction. It's it's low friction. It's not it's never too much of anything. You know, it's just the right amount of everything. So I, I'm really enjoying my time on micro.blog. I, I have to think about it. Like I I think about like where I post things and I really do think of it when I post things there to have it more of a blog style. So even though like I have a social feed there of mm-hmm. people I follow you have a feed the text that i type or the content that i write could it goes directly to basically my blog page that you get for micro.blog and the any comments i then get on my posts or in those social feeds of other people end up as replies on my micro.blog and it just kind of works it's like this whole system that just kind of works on its own and it builds like this thing that's exactly what I want. So it, it's really cool. It's really nice. It's really comfortable. And I, I love being there. So I'm very, very much enjoying my time on Micronaut Blog. 
Go and check it out for yourself today. Go sign up. If you're ready to try a different blogging and social media experience, go to micro.blog and sign up for their 30-day free trial. And you can use the coupon code RELAY, R-E-L-A-Y, and you'll get a special deal. of your standard subscription, you'll get a premium account at no extra charge. That's $5 a month for hosting that includes premium features like podcast and video hosting, which is a 50% saving. Our thanks to Micro.blog for the support of this show and Relay FM. All right, before we do this little next hit and we'll do some Ask TPA, I got to give uh, them some behind the, behind the scenes, Mike, that you, you oh, don't know what I'm going to talk about and uh, I'll probably get in trouble. I'll probably get in trouble. So people might think I set this up for the shout out of the week at the Analog Office. Uh-huh. I write the entire show notes without knowing what sponsors we have. That is very So true. it just so happened that it, it happened lucky. to be, yeah, it was just like totally random. And then um, I didn't know that Enigma Stationery was um, was going to be a sponsor today until I started emailing Dan, and it's like, hey, by the way, it's like, oh, cool, like, like that's awesome. So I love, I, I don't know, I love what we do. Separation of church I, and state, uh, baby. Yeah, you know? yeah. So like we we definitely try Brad, to. Brad, even it that I didn't way. know the Enigma Stationery thing was happening. <laughs> like, I didn't know. <laughs> Carrie told me. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. That's what I, that's how I talked to Dan. It's like Dan was talking to Carrie, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So yeah, that's great. And uh, yeah, anyway, we're we we keep it real here at the Pen Addict, Mike. Mm-hmm. We keep it real. Uh, get at us, Monograppa. Oh, All right, you know what I was just thinking of that too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that like specifically popped back into my head, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great um one random thing that i ran across yesterday i am a uh united states postal service stamp buyer mike <laughs> so um you know stamp stamps are two things like they're utilitarian right you need them for one thing and then then separately people will buy them to collect them or check out you know cool stamps and cool styles of to help um you know their letter writing or postcards look cooler right and supporting supporting the some of these artists that make these designs so anyway I, I buy stamps directly, um, usually by how cool I think the stamps look. So I'm on the catalog list for uh, the USPS, which their little catalog is called Philatelic. So it's like the stamp collecting idea. Uh, and I open this catalog to see which stamps I need to order because they just kind of list out everything. And I, the first thing I did, like right out the mailboxes, I just kind of flipped through the pages and was like, oh, look at this field notes. That's pretty cool. Like, what is this field notes doing here? Then I flipped another page and there was a different field notes. Then I dipped, flipped another page and there was a different field notes. It's like, did I miss something here? Did I miss some announcement? That field notes is completely tied in. Thoroughly with embedded. No. Thoroughly embedded. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. way, good way to put it. With the United States Postal Service. Now, I know they had done stuff before, but now they're doing these cool things where... Think of it this way. So their basic craft notebook, right? So the brown cover craft notebook. They are now with certain issues of stamps. So let's take, for example, women's soccer, which is on the cover of this uh, magazine, this catalog that I'm looking at. So you go to the women's stamp page, women's soccer stamp page, and you can get a three pack of field notes of the craft style. But on the front of that notebook, there is space for the stamp and then like the, uh, Franking, the, the cance- yeah, the cancellation, cancellation postmark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first day of issue postmark and they're like completely fairly priced. Like it's clearly designed for like the collectability of it. Like it's a good, it's a good add in, right. For like people who are buying stamps, sometimes buying to collect them and do things like that. Then you have this little thing. You can get a three pack of field notes with a stamp on each one. 
and then a cancellation for the first day of issue. And it's like fourteen ninety five. It's like practically the same amount as like a regular field notes mm-hmm. these days. So for a three pack and I don't know, I just, it really caught me off guard that it wasn't just like a one off. Hey, let's do it for the railroads. It's yeah. Smart. Like it's a good way for field notes to create like basically an addition for every stamp set, like mm-hmm. as an addition mm-hmm. that comes out without a lot of work. Right. Because right. it's just the base field notes and then whoever's doing this puts the stamp on it and puts the cancellation stamp over the top of it. That's yeah, it, and, right? And yeah, and then the cam- cancellation stamps are all designed around the stamp. They're not yep. just not generics. Like so the women's soccer has like cooler. the soccer ball kicking mm-hmm. and like the Tony Morrison one has like a whole bookshelf stamp on there. Like it's it's wild and like there's Good. a railroad one and I, I couldn't believe how many uh, versions there were of it. So anyway, I thought that was really neat. I may be way behind uh, in, in noticing this and or how deep the, the, the ties run, but hey, that's pretty great. I love it. I think it started with like the Peanuts one maybe and maybe it did well yeah. enough that they're just I think yeah I think that's when I saw it and I thought oh that's a cool like a one-off type of deal yeah. so now like the Peanuts one is here and then there's like 10 other ones in there it's crazy it's yeah. really really smart really smart Yep. I might uh, next time I order some stamps I might order a set just to see what those are like probably the women's soccer ones because I want to yep. order those stamps anyway so anyway cool stuff do you want to do some TPA? yeah let's hit a few all right, we've got a bunch sent in via the new feedback form. Thank you to everybody who's doing that. You can send us in at penaddictfeedback.com or click the link in your show notes and it goes to our form. This one comes from Matt who says, I'm new to fountain pen converters and using bottled ink. Are there any specific techniques you use to clean the nib after dipping it into an ink bottle for filling? It seems like when I try to wipe the nib clean, I just pour more ink onto the nib. I really want a clean nib when I'm finished with the filling process. Matt, welcome. You are officially one of us now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to, back in my formative fountain pen years, be driven crazy by the exact issue that Matt is having right mm-hmm. now. So you dip the nib in the bottle, you draw in the ink with the converter, you pull the nib out of the bottle. And generally, I'll just use, and to this day, I'll just use a uh, a paper towel or like a wet paper towel to just kind of uh, wipe the grip section you know, dab off some of the extra ink. And then there's always some remnants, usually like around the tines. You know, if you try to wipe the tines, well, you're just drawing more ink from the feed out of the nib and you can never get it clean. I remember having Lamy, Lamy safaris were like, are like notorious for, you can never get those tines clean, right? You just have to own it. <laughs> you just have to, you just have to be okay with inky nibs to a degree, right? You can, like you can fine tune the cleanliness of your nib. Like if you get a paper towel and you twist it into a point and you kind of like really like, you know, microscopically wipe the ink off, that's as good as it's ever going to get. Like I still do that to this day. Like if I get one that's really bugging me, I will like really, really try to clean it off. But at some point I end up with more ink on my hands and like, I'm totally cool with ink on my hands. So why am I not cool with ink on the nib? Just a little bit. That's in a place that's driving me crazy. So Matt, there's no great answer. (laughs) This is part of the beauty of fountain pens. Sometimes they're a little bit messy. And it was a learning process for me to get over that a little bit, just on the nib, like the aesthetic of the nib. I obviously clean it off the grip section anywhere I'm holding the pen. Um, Any excess ink around like the feed and the housing, like I'll dab that off. But like the nib, it's just like this Sisyphean task. Like you're just never going to win. 
I feel like this is one of those things that we all go through, right? Mm-hmm. I, yep. I mean, I tend to dab a nib rather than wipe for this reason, but yeah. I'm also not particular about the cleanliness part because I know it's not an attainable goal. Eventually, like you eventually get to a point right. where you're like, well, I can clean it, but then I put the pen in my bag and a little bit of ink gets onto the nib anyway because it's just mm-hmm. like being shaken around in there. Mm-hmm. Like eventually I find, and I assume for most people, it's just a thing that you get used to and get over. And you, as Brad said, the very nice thing, I think you come to like appreciate the messiness of the hobby that you're in and you just mm-hmm. roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, perfect example, this, the Enigma pen I inked up a couple of days ago, dipped it in a bottle of Robert Oster. Uh, I think I'm using Blue Lagoon, so a really bright blue on this gold nib. So I dipped the nib, dipped the pen in the bottle, drew up the ink, and then just took a paper towel, got it off the section. And then there was like, you know, a little bit extra on the nib. So I just made sure I got it like around the tines. And now there's like a couple little dots like right around the tines that I just don't care about. I got the majority of it off and I'm good to go. This is an interesting one to me. I feel like there's more to this story. Eric <laughs> says, two issues later, I need a mm-hmm. capped pen for my <laughs> Pentel Energel refills so that I don't have to frantically get blue ink out of my khaki pants before I get on an airplane. <laughs> what do you have, Brad? So this is the part. So, so what I don't understand about this, Brad, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so specifically, mm-hmm. why are the Pentel Energel refills leaking before Eric gets on a plane. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. It's the it, it wasn't uh I landed exactly and then found found the ink on my pants. It was before I got on the airplane. What are you doing? What's Eric, Eric doing in security? You know what I mean? <laughs> the security, yeah, I guess throwing I mean I guess you gotta empty your pockets. I guess just the banging around and the, and the uh, thing. But yeah wouldn't it be happening all the time? <laughs> so the the bigger question is yeah. hey is there a capped <laughs> is there a capped pen for the pentel energel because the energel is one of my favorite gel ink re- gel ink um refills it's awesome there are not a lot of capped options mm. um there's a certain brand uh spoke design that makes <laughs> some pens that m- <laughs> might fit the pentel energel so actually our, our spoke pen yep. we built it around the signo dx and it fits very few other refills right like it is specifically not pilot g2 compatible well guess what other refill it accidentally fits it's the pentel energel in fact mike i will let you and eric and everyone else know we're look we're working on an ex, uh, a different type of pen. Well, not a different type of pen. It's it's very similar to something we're making right now, yeah. and that I already have the refills here in stock for when we're ready to sell the pill pens. And those pens are going to be Pentel Energel, and it is going to be a capped pen. So, huh. um, so yeah, that's how much I like the Energel refill. We're going to use it as a stock refill for an upcoming pen release. Oh. You know, probably in a few months. But like, I literally have you know like a thousand refills sitting here already of Pentel Energel. So. Um, there's, there's not many other options. Most of the inner gels, um, are retractable. The only one that's not that I know of that you can just go buy. Um, and they're still kind of hard to find. You got to get them at jet pins is the, uh, Euro needle, which is probably my favorite, but it's very, very limiting in, um, tip size and ink color. One of the right. big highlights about the inner gel is you can get purple and teal and all this. So the inner gel Euro, um, is capped and it's a needle point and i think they just have black red and blue refills and most of them are like 0.35 millimeter and 0.5 millimeter so it kind of um 
it's it's the micro version of the Energel, and they didn't really expand on that lineup. So that's the only capped one I can think of offhand. And Chaya asks, how do you keep track of cartridges, converters, nibs, and other various parts of pens to know which pens they fit into? Like I do that. I know. Like, for <laughs> me, my answer to this is kind of just like, <laughs> I remember? <laughs> and I don't know if that is a reliable answer. <laughs> and most of the times I forget. Yeah. <laughs> Related to remembering, I often forget. So It's, it's a great notion that I, that one of us would be keeping yeah. track of these things with like, I don't know, some kind of <laughs> spreadsheet or just boxes. Yeah. I don't know. So I'll, I'll give you a couple of tips that I, I actually have some, a slight amount of organization for the generic parts, um, your cartridges, your converters and generic nibs, things like that. So I have basically uh, what amounts to like a, I don't know, it's like a little hardware tray. It's like for screws, for like loose screws, you know, like one of those, or like a fishing tackle box, right? So it has like a 20 compartment, small little plastic tray that I keep uh, converters and nibs organized in because I can sort the converters by brand. So I do do this to a degree, Chaya. Um, so like I'll have a platinum section, a sailor section, a pilot section, an international converter section, an international converter with thread section, you know, um, things like that. And then I'll have some generic nibs kind of stashed in there. Um, nibs that I've had like replaced with a, you know, like a custom grind. So I'll have like a stash of number six nibs and then a stash of number five nibs. And they're just, because there's nothing else to do with them really. Um, other than to just like have them, have them sitting there in case I want to replace something else. So I do have like a little fishing tackle box that I sort and organize those extra parts. Now, what I don't have is the next level where I've have a pin and I'm swapping the nib in and out, say like a Yovo nib in a Franklin Kristoff pin mm. where the nib might have a grind on it. And now that grind is in this pin. And then I enjoy it and I use it. And then I want to use a different pin barrel and I move that nib again. And you, I don't have a, a way to track that. Most people will track that by spreadsheet. Um, and I've seen some example spreadsheets because I've been working on my Panatic 100 spreadsheet a little bit on stream. So people have sent me their example spreadsheets and some of them are very, very detailed to track that stuff. But as far as like the loose bits, I actually do use, I have some organization there and it, it's very helpful. Like I'll... I'll say I need this converter and I know right where to go on this little tray. Uh, I probably, I don't know if I have a picture of it on Instagram, but I can put one out there. Uh, Chaya, if you want to email me directly, hello at penact.com, I can show you what I use, but it's it's very simple. All right, if you would like to send in a question of your own to be answered on a future episode of the show, just hit the feedback link in the show notes. Uh, you can send an email to hello at penaddict.com. If you want to find Brad online, go to penaddict.com, spokedesign.com. Uh, you can go to twitch.tv slash penaddict where Brad streams multiple times a week. Uh, three days still, three days, Tuesdays, yep. Wednesdays, Thursdays? Exactly. 10 a.m. Eastern-ish, Tuesday, Thursday. 10 a.m. Eastern, Tuesday, Thursday, then 11.30-ish on uh, Wednesdays. Post-show. Post uh, we mentioned Dolly, but Brad has a microblog. You can go to micro.blog slash Brad if you want to find mm -hmm. that. Uh, you can find me here on Relay FM along with this podcast. Go to relay.fm slash shows. Find something new to add to your podcast queue today. And you can find my products over at cortexmerch.com. Thank you for all the lovely feedback 
that I received about last week's episode and talking about the Sidekick yeah, Notepad we, and stuff like that. We got that. a lot of great feedback on yeah, that. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much to Micro.blog and Enigma Stationery for the support of this episode. And thank you for listening as always. And we'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>